0: Hey, I'm Hey.
1: Hello. I'm good. I'm good. How are you?
0: I am so awesome and so excited to have you online.
1: <laughs> same here. Same here. It's a pleasure.
0: How's Lagos? What's happening in Lagos?
1: It's are much... you in Lagos,
0: right? Yes,
1: I am. It's yeah. Pretty much, it's shut down. There's really nothing going on right now. Everywhere, is... everyone is just in the house, except people who are, you know have the essential jobs of the people that are going out but otherwise it's pretty much you know calm
0: oh yeah yeah and is it like is it a um, complete shutdown or can people go out and get stuff can people like um do they have time out what's what's the regulation like can people go out and do stuff
1: it's supposed to be it's supposed to be a total shutdown but people are still moving around with excess of easily excess of people who have the essential jobs, media or whatever, so people are still going out, and then the are uh, yeah, the other poor are taking the opportunity to also go out and do their work and get money.
0: So. so speaking of essential workers and going out there, you're a media personality. I'm so excited. So everybody logging in, thanks for coming on board. I am Leah Kay. I am basically. South Africa, um, and the effort of connecting with awesome and phenomenal Amal Cash today to have conversations with phenomenal women across Africa. I think it's so exciting that we have such powerful women doing yeah. different things and amazing things and creating a platform where we all share these stories, because as Africans we do this amazing thing about sharing stories, right? Yeah. And yeah. You're one of these people that I have found, and I'm sure you're curious how, but uh, (laughs) I think that you have an amazing story to share with so many young women, and I'm going to be probing into some of that today. Um, But before we go into all of that, tell us a little bit about Amal Cash. Like, I really love the name Amal Cash. Tell us about Amal Cash. Um, Amal
1: Cash, I'm Ugandan. Um, Ugandan. Yes, I'm from Uganda, originally. If I was to, I tried to think about... that and think about what i'd say about myself basically i'm just anything to do with media that is me um radio host i'm a tv host i'm a content creator so i'm just all around the media so yes
0: oh that's amazing that must be exciting and so being in media right now you're part of the essential services so you still have to go to work because you still have to keep like us informed what's that been like for you because i mean There's the effort of the excitement of still keeping us informed and aware of what's happening, but there's also that risk that you kind of face every day by commuting and being out there. What's that like for you?
1: It's at the end of the day. I don't. I yes, I know that there is a risk, but I've never, I've never felt sad about it. I'm always, you know, I'm always excited. Like you said, I'm always excited to give information, although it's quite. should I say it it messes with you in a way when you're receiving the bad news first and then you have to give it to people whether it's the numbers that are increasing or just anything in general when you're trying to give out news you receive it first and it hits you first and then you have to you know package it in a way that's not going to scare the world because if you just get on and if you get on radio or on tv and you're scaring the world and you're instilling fear in them with the name of giving them news you're not doing your job right so it, uh, yes, so you have to. Most times, you have to receive this news and then you have to think about it and how best to give it to people. So that people remain calm. People remain in their homes because if people are not calm, then everyone is going to, you know, go haywire. So most times, I think that would be my biggest challenge: trying to package and make sure people are calm and still. Ah, uh, wow.
0: So, Amal, let's dive into more of you. I mean, let's keep, let's keep it happy because I guess the pandemic is getting all of us a little worked up and paranoid. Um, yeah. South Africa is, I think, day 24, 25 today. I have literally gone off media a little bit and I'm focusing on what I want to digest <laughs> because the paranoia, I believe I've seen self-symptoms about four or five times now, like I'm sneezing or I'm coughing or something because <laughs> oh, yeah. I keep is reading stuff, right? <laughs> Oh, yes, yeah, like I'm not breathing right. Was that a cough? Wait, hold on, that's something, right? So let's let's take it off that a notch and let's let's look at you a little bit. What would you say is the one thing that you celebrate the most about being a malcash? I
1: would say it's courage. Okay. That's that's the one thing that I give myself every time I'm faced with um any difficult situation. I give, I have like maybe one hour or two to feel bad about it and then something in me just say you have to get up. Like you, you have to get up. So the one thing that I'm always the most proud of about myself is the fact that I know that no matter what happens, I still get up. I think that's the one thing that I celebrate the most about myself. Yeah, it's courage.
0: I love the courage factor. I want to dive into that one a little bit. So a couple of years ago, um, you, you, you know, already studying this and, and wanting to, to drive your career in media and grow that you made a choice. You got up one day in one day, one day, <laughs> one, day one day, packed your bags and said, this is where I'm going to grow my career. And you got up and you did it. Right. Yes. And that's that's something that takes a lot for other people. Just share that courage piece about you because it's it's this thing where you make up your mind and you do something and you show up for it. Um, and a lot of us take years and sometimes just never face up to ourselves to getting around to
1: doing that. Tell
0: us about that.
1: My decision, my decision to come to Nigeria was. It's it's still I still don't believe it when I'm telling the story. I just, I don't believe myself because I got up when it was during an evening going out with my girls or whatever and i just said i'm going to Nigeria and i kept saying i kept repeating it until it was a reality and my parents are still saying you know you must be joking but way before i think the process took three weeks to finally start coming here but it became a reality before it was a reality to me and it was just i knew what i wanted i had reached i was 20 I wanted to do something, I always knew I wanted to do something great, I wanted to make a difference. And I used to look up all these media personalities, singers, producers, and everyone that I followed and looked up to was from Nigeria. And I thought about it, I said, if this is Nigeria, this is Africa, why can't I, you know, if I want to do this and I want to learn from the best, why can't I go and do it there? It's not, it's not, um, so sort of like I'm trying to go to Australia or something and when i kept talking to people or when i was trying to even get a visa i found that it was so difficult and i always i had to keep asking people why is it easier for someone who is outside africa to come to um nigeria or uganda or south africa Mm -hmm. and it's harder for an african themselves to get a visa so i did it didn't make sense to me and i kept saying that you know my dream my this one my biggest dream is to you know close all this you know um Borders we have in our minds. The borders are there, but we have this. Oh, I'm this. Oh, I'm that. Oh, I don't like this country. Oh, I don't like.
0: We're Africans.
1: At the end Uh of the day, people who people who are in America, people who are outside, do not see us. They don't call us by our countries. They say you know that african girl that african that's how they know us so it's it's sad that yes us ourselves that are dividing ourselves because everyone else identifies us as african it's nice to be proud of where you're from and know that you're ugandan you it's nice but at the end of the day when you're representing yourself to the world you are african and yeah so the more i thought about it i just said you know what i think i would this is something i want to take on i want to you know now i'm in nigeria tomorrow i can decide to go to south africa because i am african i am you know i we should all have the rights to explore our continent and you know make the most out of it
0: absolutely um and, and i love the fact that you talk about being african and just being able to access it right one of the reasons a woman's worth, uh, you know, I discovered that is I love connecting with um, African people wherever I go. And wherever I traveled, I was always keen on the food. I, wanted, I didn't want to eat what was in the hotel. I always wanted yeah. to eat the food that was there. Um, I wanted to engage with people. And I would always travel mostly for work. And then when they were going home, I really wanted to, like, go home with them. Like, take me home. Go feed me what you're eating, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I wouldn't. But I was also lucky, I traveled a lot with guys. And what I realized is it's easier for guys to say, you know what, let's chill out tonight. Let's do this, you know. Um, And not to be gender specific about it, but it's a little more challenging as a female when you have to do it. And I thought how amazing would it be if we have this African unity where you connect as sisters. There is nothing stopping us. Technology allows us to connect, to find out, to research about each other. Don't wait for the moment, start sharing, start connecting, and start engaging. Now, speaking about that, it has its own challenges. So here you go, three weeks into it, which is literally a day and a breath of a year of planning. Yes. You're packed yes. up, and you're in Lagos. Did you know people? What was the toughest thing about settling down um, in, in, in that trip and travel? But also in your career, it's it's such a brave thing to be in media as a female. There's so yes. much out there. You've got to look a certain way, feel a certain way. You almost have to be molded into what society perhaps wants you to be. How do you remain about cash? How do you remain focused? How do you keep that going? And how do you stay safe? How do you keep it all together being
1: African female? Uh, moving to Lagos, I knew absolutely no one. I just, when my friends realized that I was, you know, going the next day, then everyone started saying, you know, I started with this person, maybe you should talk to this person because I didn't know anyone at all. I just knew that. Yeah. I think from the airport, the hotel I was staying at, that's the car that came to pick me up. And (laughs) and then I would just sit down because I didn't want to stay in the hotel. So I would sit down and I would use Google, nice restaurants around, nice lounges around and I would call and be like, hello, I'm coming in. I'm going to be coming in at four and you know, Uber was very, so I made made my meetings, made sure that I was reaching out to people on social media. Hi, my name is this, I'm going to be flying into Nigeria. I'd like to sit down for a meeting and mm, not, 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 but those meetings were not really fruitful, but I still, <laughs> I still, because they also didn't understand what I was trying to, I couldn't explain, I couldn't explain what I wanted properly because I like. I thought about it in three weeks and came so i had the dream in my mind but it couldn't be written down it couldn't be explained mm. so i would sit down and i'm telling i'm telling a music producer i have to break boundaries and he's like <laughs> 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 uh,
0: yeah i keep like dreaming <laughs> i see gazzy sleep says the dream was calling but the producers are <laughs> going okay
1: <laughs> like you go do that outside please <laughs> get out so there was, there was there was a lot of that and i kept coming back and forth back and forth between Nigeria and Uganda, and uh, I finally, in 2018, I finally told my parents, you know, I think, I think this is it, I think that's where I want to, and I tried different careers, I tried sound engineering, um, but I always knew I wanted to do media, but like you say, there's, there's so, there's so much that, there's so much that you'll be told, there's there are people who always tell you what you cannot do. Because being yeah. here, and every time I would ask about um, how is the media industry here, people like, don't even try it, you have to look a certain way, you know, you, know, you have to be from a rich family, <laughs> you know, you have to be slim, you have, work well, there was always that, and I see that all the time. Yeah. So at some point I'd say, no, you know, let me just find something else to do. And then when I came back in 2018, I said, it's do or die. Because my parents said, you know, you have one year to make something of yourself, and if it fails, then you know just come back home. So it was do or die. I went to, I think, two radio stations. I went there myself, and I was like, you know, hi, you know, I'm here. You guys need me? Yeah. I'm really good. I'm a first learner, and I and I said all of that. And thankfully, I joined. But the problems came when I joined. When I uh... you'd meet you'd meet people. I would you know say you know I'm a radio host, and then they're like. You know, you should dress up like this. Why don't you put on makeup? They kind of have, like you say, they kind of have like an image of how you're supposed to be. An image of who
0: you should be. Yes,
1: and how you should talk and what places you should hang out, who are your friends. You shouldn't be doing something like this. And I say it's great. Branding is great. But I always say one thing. I have to leave my truth. Like, I have to be... I have to relate to myself because there are people who get taken up in this industry and they don't even they don't know themselves you reach a point and you're so taken up by what people have told you to be that you have no identity outside people and because i took my time and studied all the people that i was looking up to and their mistakes and their greatest points i made sure that at every point and i also pray a whole lot so i made sure that every uh. point i would check myself and you know I might have. am if I've made a mistake, if when I hit, because you know, there are those moments where you always hit rock bottom in a way. And I'll have to ask myself, yeah. what did I do? And most of the times when I would hit rock bottom, it's because I let go of myself. I compromised, you know, myself. I try to make people happy, you know, beyond myself. I try to be like people. And that landed me, because you can't keep up with it. If you're not yourself, you can't keep uh. up with it. And the same people who you're trying to impress are the same people that are going to label you fake when the truth comes out. You know, oh yes you, yes <laughs> if you're trying to live beyond your means and maybe stay in the biggest house or you know buy the biggest you know cars this the day it comes out that you're not leaving your truth the people you were trying to impress will not pity you because it's one or two things there are two people you're always trying to impress those who are doing better than you and those mm. who are way below you that they're not even bothered by your big car. Someone who is struggling to get transport for a bus fare is not bothered that you've bought a big car. So those are the two people you're always trying to impress. And when you think about it, yeah, there's no there's no need. There's honestly no need. So uh, wow. And and
0: I can't imagine being in that spotlight all the time because not just are a presenter on radio and television um you're also a music artist of your own right so getting your own fan base growing there as well and uh, even though this sounds like it's so easy and it's all one um arena these are all different portfolios of you managing your brand so i've seen a fiery side of uh some of your um images and your look and your feel (laughs) Tell, tell, tell us a little bit more about your music what's that like
1: uh, first of all, I actually had to put the music aside. Like you said, it was too, it was too much in a way. My work was overbearing, and I yeah. fell more in love with helping artists than being an artist. Because working in media, I, I got, I knew the struggle, but I did experience the struggle for so long. I maybe it was a year or two at most, but I started media, and I was seeing artists who. Their stories, and if they come to my DM, they're telling me they've been to this thing for five years. Uh, maybe radio stations have turned them down, TV stations have turned them down, and all they're looking for is an interview. Yeah. Or, you know, they're looking for an interview. They're looking for their music to just be played. They're looking for a shout out, something simple. And I had to think about uh. and say, there's no way I'm going to do me, do my music, and also help other people. So I had to put one thing down. And it was my music because i was you know uh-huh. much i was honestly better off helping people get to their goal in a way that's more fulfilling for me than becoming a star or whatever so it was more fulfilling for me to always every on the shows always have someone someone upcoming come on the show more than the big celebrities uh-huh. it was more fulfilling to give someone yeah. a chance and it's their first radio interview and you're telling them what to do that is more fulfilling but the music days were great um another thing that had to make me drop it I had to be honest with myself you get to Uh a point you know um you can have the talent but sometimes because you have the talent doesn't mean you're meant to go your talent may not be your destiny or your journey sometimes you have the talent to influence Uh people so I when I was doing music it used to take a lot for me because i'm naturally i'm a shy person so getting on stage is one thing i can talk on stage but then getting on stage and trying to um be the fiery person and dance and it used to take a lot from me a lot and i had to i found myself becoming another person and every time my parents would uh. say there's a statement my parents always used to say, they used to say um you'll make it if it's god's will and i would be so scared of that statement because a part of me really knew it wasn't God's will. Um, so I kept saying, wow. when they'll they say that, I'll say, I'll make it either way. You know, because I was so scared of that statement. So I'm like, man, yeah. I don't think this is God's will for me. So can we not add the God's will part? Can we just say I'll make it? And when I found right. media, when I found media, I was new to media. I was way new to media, but it it, it was so easy. For me it was so passing messages of course discussing things that actually that music matters definitely but getting to discuss things that people are going through in their day-to-day life meant more and when my friends say that statement once again you make it if it's called our was like yeah in jesus name we pray yeah. <laughs> so yeah. so would you say would
0: you say that you you You've shelved it or you've just let it go in, in the fact, because well, you, you keep bringing up the fact that, you know, it, it's just not, sometimes you need to allow the fact that you might be talented, but not necessarily something that you need to pursue. Yes. So are you, are you, are you parking that aside? Is that done? Is that something you'll revive at some
1: point? I would revive it, not necessarily at, at the forefront and say music. You know, we again, we make plans and God loves, but... um. I do not plan to come back at the forefront, but I plan to mm. help. Um, <coughs> sorry, but oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I was, I was, I'm gonna keep that comment. Like, I'm just gonna hold that back right now. <laughs> you know, it's like I was looking for a mask. Like, wait, where's it? Let, let's find one right now.
1: <laughs> but I see myself wanting to help um, artists and you know, you know, develop. Like, go into the management and marketing side of musicians than being the yeah. musician myself. So I wouldn't say I've let it go, but the musician part of me I think yes, I, I've let it go.
0: Ah and super talking about musicians, you've started a very hot fiery um, um chat, uh discussion daily on your yes. channel as well, like, right? And you're doing a whole lot of producers and artists, which is so exciting. Um how's that been received by your audience?
1: It was i dialed into one or two of those <laughs> they they like. Well, i must explain myself there's chili in the air so that's why i'm coughing people <coughs> <laughs> i just have to explain myself but um yeah the, the live the live session came the live session came to me it was at the, but like i said it was one of the, those broad water moments for me where i didn't know what to do i was trying to find something that um yeah I can do to help people. And I was talking on the phone, I was talking to someone. <coughs> oh God, oh God, <laughs> I was talking to someone. And yes, they basically said, they said, you know, you have this, you have this passion. You have this, um, you have this passion to help people and to talk to people and you love music so much. Why don't you start something on your own page? And it was one of the, I didn't have time to think about it. I think I had that conversation on Saturday Yes, Saturday, I didn't have any time to let doubt in my mind. I didn't have time to say, can I do it? I just went to Instagram, uh-huh. started talking to um, the musicians I know. And uh, when they were responding, yes, I was just, you know, texting and saying, yo, they've said yes, okay, I've booked this day, I've booked the next day. I've booked. So I didn't, it was until Monday itself that I was starting, that I realized when I was sitting and getting ready, I was like, I'm, um, Am i really am i really going to do this? Doing this right <laughs> i'm like am i, am I doing this because like at around three i was like maybe i should just cancel because <laughs> i don't know what i'm doing because i did ah. allow, yeah i didn't allow any um sense of doubt to come in so it was very it's been very fulfilling i've learned a lot and i'm glad that even the response i'm getting is people are learning a lot about music business and you know generally with time, we're going to have more people that are not in music. Um, but I want it to be a situation where people can come and leave the fame or whatever, but learn about So if you really want to do music and you say if you really want to do it, then, you know, listen and learn. And I try to make sure that the questions are not targeted towards um, the fame part of it, how do you handle the girls. No. Oh. I make sure that whatever I'm talking about is
0: like it's authentic and real. Yes
1: it's gonna help people the uh, challenges I would like to discuss challenges that are going on so that if someone is listening they know what to expect and you're not just we're not just talking about how many cars do you have and how many houses. You're knowing that to be a musician, this person said this. So I need to expect this. that when it happens because most people when they're entering this industry you see the flashy cars and maybe what happens uh, is what I realise with artists sometimes is they're not Honest, some artists are not honest. They mm. leave from jump, you're seeing them, you know, doing giveaways, spending money, um, wearing old designer clothes, living in the most expensive parts of the world. And then that's
0: like, what society kind of expects from them and yeah. pushes them into. And what you were saying earlier, like you've got to yeah. watch that.
1: that so but then now ten out, years wow. later, when they're actually now really making money, then they come up and say, You know, I struggled, I grew up from you know, a poor house. And they're like, I've been watching you, I didn't see that house
0: where is it what happened to all those lovely flashy cars so
1: the artists who are watching also know that you know if i become a musician you know i'm going to get a house i'm going to get a record deal and then um i'll get a record deal when i get it i'll blow and yet it's not the truth it would be better if artists uh, actually sat down and said, you know, this is, what, this is what happened to me. This is what is happening to me. This is the things that we are going through so that people would understand. Because music itself is a business. And if you treat it like a business, yeah. just like how any business is, you're granted to succeed. Or if you don't succeed, you learn. But if you treat it like a hobby, like some type of get rich scheme, it's not going to work, unfortunately. It's not. It may not work, unfortunately.
0: And your industry, I mean, in general, I mean, people, authentic relationships and realness usually takes you much further. Um, and in your arena, it's it's tough to be authentic. But yeah, you know, for you, you've t- you've taken that time to being authentic, to being real. You know, what do, what does it what does it mean for you um, to have a relationship with anybody? What's what's important in a relationship for you?
1: Respect um yeah respect and friendship because Mm -hmm. i believe that if i'm talking about if i'm maybe i think i'm going to put it in a way of a romantic relationship between two people i would say it's respect and friendship because i keep on telling people that feelings fade um like the last everything fades love itself is a choice i don't believe that love is a feeling it's a choice you decide to love someone you decide to respect them even if it's just a friendly friendship you decide to do these things and that's the only thing that keeps it going but if i say that i'm I have a relationship it's first, this person is my friend or this is my partner first things first i need to know can i respect you do i whatever you do whatever you do do i stand do i stand for what you do it may be from the you know the tiniest details the things you know they always hear things like you know you can't no one is perfect or whatever but the tiny things like for me, it's, do you respect people? Are you a kind person? I, I can't stand uh-huh. being around someone who is, who is rude or who is very negative around people. So small things like that uh-huh. mean something because once that part is covered, then I know I respect and I stand behind everything you do. That's covered. And then are we friends on the worst okay things,
0: oh, So I have a question for you, Amar Cash. You know, I think we think we're in the arena of relationships and friendships. <laughs> Tell me, honey, about date my family. <laughs> date my family. <laughs> I noticed you didn't find respect relationship in there at all. I don't. I I don't know which point you want to start with, but please also include the food element because I know that. You, so I know you don't always eat a lot, So this is another thing that's out there that, no, Malcash don't eat all her food. And you put something on Twitter the other days like, I don't have that problem, you know, like, I don't get to finish my food. Because apparently some chicks date people for yes, the money and the food. And you're like, I don't have that problem. And it was evident in Date My Family, you didn't eat none of that. So it was one meal you didn't even touch, like, what's that? I'm sorry, not eating that. that. But, so tell me, how, how did you first and foremost? Was that for fun? Or were you being serious when you went on Date My Family?
1: Date my family, was, date my family was. I went originally, how it actually happened. I went to, you know, there's always like how the guys, how the guys who I was supposed to be choosing had their families. Mm-hmm. I was meeting their families. So originally, I had gone to be one of my friend's family mm-hmm. so that the yeah. pastors could meet us. So I went there, and I think there was a delay in the shoot or something, and I had to run to radio. It was time for me to shoot. So while I was leaving, one person walks up to me and says hi. Because the whole time we we're talking to everyone and says hi. I think you're a very interesting character, and would like to have you on the show. I'm like, ha, nope. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and which time? Okay. They kept, you know, they kept, they kept following up. They kept saying, you know, it's a fine thing. You can do it however you want, but I was like, I'm quite, I had too much, I have TV, <coughs> I have, <coughs> God, please, I have, I have TV, <laughs> I have TV. That chill is not on
0: your side today. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh. so I had TV and I had radio, so it was, I kept saying, I, I don't see how I'm going to have time, and they promised, I said, we'll work around it, however long it takes, just give us, even if it's one or two hours, so I said, you know what, what's the harm? <laughs> okay <laughs> I saw it I saw the hub and yes I started off with I don't remember the order of <laughs> but everyone was just you know there was the one who said um, I need to is it cooking I should cook <laughs> and I was like <laughs> there's only kept saying why are you in Lagos because people who come here come for guys I'm like <laughs> <laughs> you know the whole time how you have this fist and you're like <laughs> I will hold I will
0: say you kept can- <laughs> you were so well contained about the whole thing you were so calm um and i don't know how long in between these shoots happened but the last one really really got me <laughs> in stitches because you just wouldn't even say because he couldn't tell you what he did for a living Exactly, I mean,
1: what what is what does he do for a living? He's in business. What business? No, he's in business. <laughs> and you're like, what? And then they asked me, they were like, do you like do you like to unwind? And then they were like, because he likes to relax and unwind. I'm like, unwind from what? Unemployment? Like he's not working. He's not need to unwind. And then the I was like, you know what? But I mean, no, I'm not doing this. But
0: Abba, you know, you kind of disappointed me. I would have just loved to see you go on a He says, <laughs> no. You've got to do it again. Just try it again. I say nope. <laughs> so we we, we could get a feel and a sense of you know what what the actual date would look like. <laughs> no. But that okay. was that was quite interesting and fascinating. Yeah. And I think that's the fun side about your personality, right? Like you you've got this cool side and fun edge side where you're not always serious, but you also have a very focused um, uh, career in terms of what you're looking at. What's What's your big dream? So you've achieved so much, right? You you took on the journey of I'm going and I'm going to push my career. And if you look at your trajectory from when you left home to where you are, you've done some phenomenal things. What's next? What's what's the big picture? Where's Amal Cash
1: going? Well, where, where am I going? Um, I would say I'm going where the law takes me, but... Honestly, I'm still in media. I want to keep helping more people, the more that um, I can help. I want to keep having sessions like this with artists and sit down and talk to them. I still want to be in the business. So what I'd say is more of media for me for now. It's more yeah. media. I want to go into charity work as well and you know dive into that. I think that's something that I've always wanted to do, but it's just very hard first of all to partner with charity organizations here because you can't even hold them accountable so it's something that i'd like to start um i'd like to have a charity not necessarily have a company or a charity organization but something that i'm doing that i know um in charity and next to me just you know stronger faith with god more work you know i like i really like to push myself when it comes to work so more um hoping for more challenges that will come my way, not bad ones, God please Um, but like more things that are going to push me and make me, you know, make me stronger and make me who I am, you know, that are going to define me. So I wouldn't have an exact answer for where I'm going, but I think that's like a, a picture of what I intend to do.
0: Okay. And that's the most serious side. So when you're not being so serious and so focused, what's fun for you? (laughs) i noticed like i i think i texted you last night at about 1 a.m which was 12 midnight your time you were up too i know everybody's time is kind of messed up because of the current situation lockdown and everything but i think this is your normal you're up all sorts of hours as well
1: right because i'm used to i'm used to working I used to work usually on um, TV. I usually do the night shift, which is from like um, 11 to 6 a.m. So nighttime, naturally, I'm always up and that's when I'm thinking and doing a lot. But then I kept, I was on the phone yesterday with someone and I kept saying, I'm messing up. I have an interview for one. I'm really messing up right now. And when it was time to wake up, I'm like, <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to sleep at six. I promise I'll sleep at six, but we all know that won't happen. So I like sleeping. I like, um. I like good conversation. I like, um, I, I'm talking to my friends. I love music that I can't hide. So fun for me is music, whether it's, I'll get up and decide to, you know, to a karaoke bar and just, you know, sit there and sing my life away and imagine what life would have been. <laughs> so, What kind of music do you like? Every type of music. There are days that you'll find me listening to rap. There are days that you'll find me listening to Afro. What's your favorite song? favorite favorite song huh song that always comes in and makes me happy i'd have to say it's uh i think it's a zambian song i think it's called itch tell me but yes that 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 is my that is the jam that every time i hear it i'm like and it's so slow and it's so sweet so yeah that's my favorite song
0: do you know the lyrics to the song
1: so I think Are I sing it first. I hope I'm singing. I hope I'm singing it right. But <coughs> um, okay, what's the chorus? So, etch it temi ko chori? Sa chabang habang diyo ganalubat baby, your love always brings me back. Et chi temi ko chori? To love old,
0: and I love baby. Your love always brings me back. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> Girl, you got a voice, Oh my word, that voice. You can Okay, so from being a fan, like just you've acquired a new fan, please unshelf your career in <laughs> That's beautiful, wow. You, oh wow. So Hopefully, you know, I know we, 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 we picked an odd time, but it's also a great time because some people are still working and maybe some people will dial in. Hopefully, some Zambians will hear that. That is absolutely beautiful. Love that. Thank, wow. I you. love your thank voice. That's amazing. Thank you. So let's talk a bit about um, if, if you had a, you know, be deliberate. Um, it, it sounds like you live life. You live every moment as best as you can and enjoy that. What kind of memory do you want people to have about Amal What print do you want? What kind of legacy do you want to live behind? So if somebody said, this woman made a phenomenal difference, and she did A, B, C, D, and she moved me this way, what would you want that narrative to be like?
1: I want. I want The one thing that I always want people to remember me for is just being a good person. I want, um, I never in my life, whenever whenever I want to say something, even when I'm hungry, I never want to be the reason that someone sheds a tear. I never want to be the reason that someone feels bad about themselves. (laughs)